This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Vikings fans, get it off your chest and get it on the air. Your comments, questions, your thoughts. Tweet us at Score North or call 651-646-8255. This is Vikings Vent Line. Poster in the backfield. He gets it. Samuel out in front. Touchdown. Second down and nine. Here he is again. Mostert touchdown, his third. Somehow the handoff into the arms of Mostert. He's gone. Touchdown, San Francisco. Garoppolo still only thrown six passes. Mostert, left side. Another first down carry and more. How about a touchdown? Accepted by Mosley. Knocked down at the 30. You like that? You like that? And welcome in. Vikings vent line on this Wednesday. It's Zolgad. Manny Hill is always producing. Declan Goff running the streams. Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch at, at which you can find us. And yes, if you are watching on the stream, the man's across from me, my good friend from the Star Tribune, Chip Scoggins. Chip, how are you doing today? It's like old times, man. It is like old times. It's a Vikings-related show. It's it's not called Access Vikings. It's Vikings Vent Line. Don't right. besides that. It's as close as you could possibly get to the old days when we would stand side-by-side side <laughs> in Mankato recapping the day for a, for Chili's Vikings, which were never going to include Brett Favre because he just wasn't coming to Mankato. <laughs> Wait, I thought he was driving a Corvette down there one day. <laughs> oh, that was a great story. <laughs> It was an athletic store someone saw the guy at, right? It was a Firebird. Yeah, it, was like a, it was like a Walmart, and he was driving a Corvette with, yeah. the, with the top down. And I think that poor Mankato television station bought it and like fell for it. And they raced to try and find <laughs> the guy driving around Mankato who looked just like Brett Favre, but wasn't Brett Favre. <laughs> so anyway, uh, you covered the Vikings Niners game in Santa Clara a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Obviously, the Vikings lost that game pretty badly. Uh, and then, I'm sure you watched the action on Sunday mm-hmm. between the two AFC and NFC championship games. And I want to start there. And, of course, it's Vikings Vent Line, so if you want to join the conversation, if you have questions for me, for Chip, for both of us, 651-646-8255. 651-646-8255. Questions or thoughts. I want to start with what you saw from San Francisco the past two weeks. The... Uh, butt whooping that they yeah. put on two consecutive teams and how much you think the Vikings have an opportunity to uh, continue to replicate that plan. Cause that's their plan. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, but when you see what San Francisco has done to that plan, yeah, what are your thoughts on the Vikings going forward? Well, when I walked out of that stadium that night, I said they're going to demolish whoever they play. And very good. I just I the way they're constructed with their offensive defensive lines. I mean, their defensive lines has how many first round picks on it? It's all first round picks, basically, right? Yes. That offensive um, system with the way they run the ball and use their tight end and just the creativeness with Shanahan, but really just how forceful they are in dictating this is what we're going to do and you can't stop it. Um, I thought when when the Packers won, I just thought that was going to be a, a bad matchup for them. We saw it earlier um, in the year, and it's just they're... I guess I was taken by just how much they manhandled both those teams. That's Yes, exactly. I mean, it was but like the, they were playing a different game. And that's what what's slightly scary about it is that's what Mike Zimmer and the Vikings would like to do. Oh, that's that Zimmer would love to have that team. Right. But they can't come close right now. And here's the thing, Judge. Because you're right. They they the stat Those that, are playoff games. And the stat that amazes me is in two games. In two games, to your point, playoff games, postseason, eighty nine runs, twenty seven passes. Mm-hmm. Including eight attempted passes by Jimmy Garoppolo on Sunday. Yeah. So think about that. They they didn't, and it's not that they can't pass. Mm-hmm. They didn't have to. Well, for for eight quarters of football. No, go back to the Vikings game where they get the interception right before or whenever it was when it was still relatively the score was close, even though the game didn't feel close. And they got the interception. They were at the forty-four yard line, I think it was, and ran was it six or eight straight times? I think eight straight times. Eight straight times, and. That was just a great big, hey, this is, there's nothing you can do about what we're going to do right now. And they came back out the next series. I think they ran four straight times. And so I love it. I mean, and they did the same thing with the Packers. It's like, guess what? We don't have to throw. We can just absolutely have control of this game and do anything we want by just running the ball. Right. And so that honestly, Underlined and put in big bold letters to me. You have, if you're the Vikings, you have to spend all your resources this offseason on fixing your offense and defensive line. And in defense, I'd say fix. Defense line, I say fix. I, they're good that defensive line, but you saw what really good is, mm-hmm. and they're not at that level. And then offensive line obviously needs a lot of work. It's bully football too. Oh, without it's just bully football. But they can't. But I'm just curious, if you're the Vikings and you're watching the Niners play now, and this is what you would like to do, this is what you feel at some point in time that you had the capability to do, what your stance is right now, seeing how much better they do it, mm-hmm. and the fact that they basically came out in two games and said, okay, we're not going to pass until we feel that we have to pass. Mm-hmm. So make us pass. Yeah. And for and against two opponents, they were like, oh, we don't have to pass. And so... Do the Vikings feel emboldened to say, well, the style works, and therefore we we can make these changes? Because if the Vikings are going to make these changes to me, now you're talking about some very difficult decisions, and you're also, I guess my question is, especially O-line-wise, where are you going to get these guys? Well, that's the thing. Yeah, the style works if you have the personnel to make it work, and and the Vikings clearly don't when you're going against that type of caliber of defense. And you look at... I saw some clips after the Vikings game. Um, I forgot who it was. I think it might have been a former player. But they were showing the blocking. 
And it's not just the offensive line. Look at the way Kittle blocks. That fullback is an all-pro, pro bowl. So you have really seven point-of-attack blockers. And um, and so that's where, and obviously uh, C.J. Hamm had a really nice year. He's a pro bowl uh Type, Don't yeah, get ahead of yourself. Yeah, so yeah. Xavier so Rhodes, but yeah, but I, but he had a really good year. I thought CJ Hammond, and he fits. Yes, but that offensive line, if you want to be that, what 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 San Francisco's doing? Minimum of three new starters. Minimum. Yeah, and think about what you're saying there. And can yeah. you do that in one offseason? When, by the way, you're going to need to repair your secondary. You're going to yes. probably need to um, address defensive line too. I think interior-wise, you probably have to. You probably to. have to. Because Weatherly, if you if you let go of Everson, yeah. Weatherly. But interior, are you comfortable right there? And I would say no. I'm not completely, no. Not at all. Not if you want to, if you aspire well, to get to that level. And here's the thing, too. Uh, to your point about the interior of the defensive line, and this is true, I think, of the good teams throughout this league, too. Look at the teams. And there's not a ton of these teams, but they're out there. Look at the teams now that don't just have guys who stopped the run in those positions. Mm-hmm. But the defensive tackles now, who yeah. are really good, get pressure. Well, people realize like, that's, that's that's where you can affect quarterbacks more because quarterbacks are so good nowadays about sliding and moving the pocket and stepping up that if you're coming right up their face, there's, you know, well... Most of them most are. Most of them. <laughs> hate to bring the conversation down a notch. Most of them, you are absolutely correct. Some don't feel... Right some, some don't know exactly when to slide or move that's up. That's right. Um... But yeah, so if you can get that pressure up the front where guys just can't step up in the pocket, and uh, and Zimmer's talked about that a lot, where he wants that pass rushing presence in his up the gut too. And so, um, but yeah, I was, I, it's funny, I was so impressed with San Francisco. And I, you know, I knew they were good, but then seeing them in person, seeing what they did to the Vikings and, you know, the whole thing, oh, they're not fresh and they played six days earlier. And then to watch them, Ramp it up even higher against the Packers. Yep. Um, it was. I think this is this is the most excited I've been for a Super Bowl matchup in a long time. I'm with you. Yeah. I, I just seeing Mahomes going against that defense. Year, right. Yeah, seeing Mahomes yep. against that defense. I mean, that's just a classic, great matchup of where you have this quarterback who's just magical right now. The way he's playing, and you going hope- against a defense that really swarms and physical. Absolutely. I mean, the thing about San Francisco's defense that. I don't think you have enough time because their their front is so good. You don't have time to just sit seven step drop and try to throw. There's that's just not going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, if you try to, we saw both uh, with the Vikings and Packers. If you try to screen pass or dump offs or whatever, they can get pressure for it and they just rally to the ball. They they are so fast and swarm to the ball that that doesn't really work either. And so um, it'll be interesting to see what uh, Andy Reid comes up with and then to see how Mahomes what's goes the, against. So what, what's your guess about what the San Francisco game plan is to contain Mahomes? Well, you probably, if you can get pressure with four and then have someone spy on him, you know, um, but he's, he's but he's, a, but he's, he's, he's ability to get away. In he's the, Houdini, man. He's I a quarterback he Houdini. He can, he can just, he, when you think there's nothing there, he finds something. And so every time almost. Yeah. And that run, that 27 yard run for the touchdown I know it wasn't as far as Vic went, and the Vic run at, at the Metrodome mm-hmm. back in what two thousand three uh, or something yeah. like that is is a phenomenal run. But what Mahomes did to me, and the amount of adjustments he made, and the amount of times that he could have just simply stepped out of bounds for a great gain, 
and said, oh, no, I'm going to keep going, is an off-the-charts run. And the thing is, is he made it look so routine. I know. <laughs> That's how I know crazy he did. Well, is. here's the thing is, the run to me started, he looked like a quarterback who could run. Mm-hmm. The second part of the run looked like an elite running back. Yeah. And part three, because there were two guys there trying to knock his block off, looked like a fullback saying, I ain't going down. I know, yeah. It was so a run in three parts, Exactly. I and the thing that's, that's so dangerous about him is just when he's scrambling, keeping his eyes open down. And Rodgers did this a lot early in his career, too, that... If you're if you're a defensive back, you have to cover so long because he can keep plays alive, and then he's just going to throw a dart to some guy, and, and, it's, and you can't cover for seven seconds, or you can't. Exactly. But it's you know, um, eventually those guys are going to get open. So uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if they have to blitz him more or whatever. But that defense is really good, man. Six five one six four six eight two five five. It's Zolgad. It's Scoggins, just like old times. And uh, Chipper, I'd like to introduce you to our friend Dave from South Carolina, a loyal listener to Vent Line. Hi, David. Hey guys, how how's things going? Excellent. Yeah, good. Um, Jed, I apologize. I haven't had a chance to listen the last couple of days. I've had to uh, listen after the fact. So, I don't know if y'all are just talking about the championship. We missed game, you, Dave. We can... We've missed you. No, no, no. You go wherever you want, Dave. All right. Well, I appreciate that, uh, and I appreciate you, I appreciate you saying that. I um, you know, I've, I've I told you I've been thinking about this process and the bikes for quite a while, and. Uh, I continue to be disappointed that I don't I don't hear any news because you know no news to me in this case is is not good news. It's only the status quo, right? In my in my opinion, so um, I'll just come out and say it. Um, I think we need. I'm hoping that we get a new look on this franchise. I hope we get a new uh, a new evaluation, and I think that uh, another year of uh, mediocrity. Uh, I'm hoping may do that. Um, and you know I've been a big supporter of Zimmer, but. Uh, you know, there's some coaches out there right now, uh, one in particular that's mentoring, um, you know, the guy you're just talking about, and he has a, you know, background with the Vikings as well. And, um, you know, I think that, you know, that there's a guy there that we need to take a look at. But in all honesty, um, we're not going to be able to move up and get a quarterback. You know that as well as I do. They're probably not going to do that. Uh, so I think it's about then time I we think start they, looking. They should think about it. They should think about it, Judd. I, I completely – Agree, and I'm with you, but you know, uh, I just don't think that that their philosophies right now to do that are in line with what you know they really need to do. If that makes sense, and so you know, until until the Wilfs, I think get on the get on that same page and are willing to make that decision. You know, my hope is that you know, like I said, we said before, the extensions are only uh, for maybe a year or two at the most, because we both know they can buy out those very easily. So. Here's my point. I'm disappointed in losing George Payton, most likely, if that does happen as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, at this point, guys, um, I think the only way to do this, and this is why I wanted to call because, I, you know, I read Chip's article, uh, and we talked about this, is I think you really have to just really work on fortifying the non-sexy uh, parts, right, which are the offensive and defensive lines, because until we get a quarterback that can make the difference, um, I really don't see where – those have to be your role. So it hurts me to say this, but I think you need to get rid of talent. You can't sign Dalvin. Uh, you know, I've thought about what you said about paying two safeties. Um, and you're right. You know, you got to keep on. You got to make sure that you develop these guys and can play them in the back end, right? Which is what he's known for. And then you got to get rid of, uh, you got to do something with Stefan because, 
um, as much as I love him, and it hurts me to say it, yep. you know, you don't really have a lot of capital right now um, to make a lot of moves. So I guess the frustrating part for me is, though, Jed, as I say that, is that, you know, are we going to be just looking at another year of this uh, to tie ourselves over? Um, and I guess that's the only hope I have is that we make some positive changes right? Uh, and that they look a little bit ahead and not just to tomorrow. And then maybe the next set of eyes that we'll get on this franchise will be able to make the right decisions and get the most or get more um, to get more out of, you know, what we have. So, Thanks, Dave. you know, that's where I'm at. Take care. Chip, a lot to digest. I like having a Southern guy on here, man. Oh, Dave's great. Dave That's, calls. Yeah. Dave's Dave's a great caller. Yeah, we gotta have. A we Southern love guy. Dave. You can never go wrong with Southern accent under. No, he's, he's, he's very he's very down right now. Yeah, on I, this team. and there uh, a lot to parse there, but I, I do. We'll start with the quarterback. Um, I, I said all along that I would draft a guy. In a perfect world, you would draft a, a quarterback in the first round and sit him for a year as a red shirt. Yes. And then when Kirk's done, you you move on. Yes. But I think their other needs are more, so pressing right now with offensive line that you cannot. I, I think you have to address that first. I, to me, you have to build from your trenches out and get that in order. And then next year, I wouldn't extend Kirk. When he's done next year, I would say, okay, we're here's my we're question. And they're going to think differently than what I'm going to say. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's it just it's a question. It's not a it's not my thought process on where they're going to go. But if you really think about next year, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what is next year? You're not going to get one part to to. I think building that line back up is going to take some time because you're right. It's probably yeah. three fifths. Sam Munson of PFF came on um, Purple Daily last week, Chip, and said three fifths or four. That's basically yeah. your off your your you mind. Get I don't think it's Yeah, I think it's three. I know, but still. So, I think they're going to think what you just said, which is how can we get this as good as possible for twenty twenty. But when I start to look at the future of this team, I don't know. Well, here is the thing, Judd. I mean, I think there to to the callers' point. I think there is going to be uh, Turner. I think Everson's going to be gone. I think Rhodes is going to be gone. I think there is a good chance Linval's gone. At I least, um, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, I think Reef could be gone. I wouldn't be surprised if Kyle Rudolph's gone. So you're going to be able to free up money to address. Now you have to go get the right guys in free agency and all that. But I think there's, I think there's going to be a roster churn here that they get younger and you have more money to spend to address some of these issues. Do you think with this quarterback they can immediately become good enough to be no. a threat? No, me neither. And that's my problem. Yeah. My problem is... Can they win a championship with me? I just don't think so. My problem is I think they can make the playoffs again, and my problem is I think they can continue to be the Vikings, which is a very nice team and a safe team, but not a threat. 651-646-8255 if you'd like to join the conversation. 651-646-8255. Alec, thanks for holding on. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. 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 Okay, so here's what I've been doing a lot of thinking over the last few days. I've been seeing a lot of mock drafts and things like that, and then it kind of dawned on me. Uh, this is a guy, and I want to. I want to hear what, what uh, you guys, what Chip and Judd, what you guys think of this. I think the Vikings could potentially get a guy, a quarterback, in the first round that you're not even going to have to trade up for. And I think he, and it's not even that big of a stretch to say that he could be the best quarterback in this year's draft class. And I think it's Jalen Hurts. I think he has shown a lot of the mentals a lot of the hard work 
a lot of just the poise that it would take to succeed in the NFL. Uh, I'll hang up and listen. I want to hear what you guys think of that. Thanks. Yeah, I, I, mean, Thanks, I like Alex. him. I've liked him a lot. Um, I, I do think you have to find a guy with mobility, your next quarterback. I mean, that's just, you, you look around the league and you see the way some of these quarterbacks, I, I wrote about this um, on the Vikings day after uh, loss where you're flying home. I watched, you know, Mahomes and Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers, and these guys keep plays alive by just being creative on their feet and thinking, and when things break down, just being able to ad lib. And so I think, yeah, whether it's Hurts, I mean, I know you've brought up uh, trying to move up and get Tua and have him have a, have a red shirt. Year. It intrigues me at least. Yeah. And so I, whoever they go with. Do you like Hurts? I do. Yeah, I do. I, I think he's a very good, uh, I think he's an exceptional leader, very mature. Um, do you think he is a, is there a comp, uh, a current comp that you it's, see? It's hard because the one thing is hard is just offensive systems. You know, he's sure. he's with, um, you know, he was in offensive systems that, you know, lead itself to put up big stats. So, uh, you know, I'm not a quarterback guru, but I mean, I, I like the intangibles, I mean, obviously he makes a lot of plays, mm-hmm. and so um, I think he'll be a you know successful NFL player because I think he has the work ethic and all that, the intangibles. But I still, man, to me, when you when you go pick your franchise quarterback, he needs to be a first rounder, right? And I just don't know that this year I'd be willing to do that when you have so many other more glaring needs. What's your thought on Tua? I like him a, a whole lot now. That that skill set. Now the injuries do scare me. That's, but the skill set really intrigues me. Yes, I mean I like him more than Hurts, obviously, and I, I think he's going to be fantastic. But yeah, he does have the injury history that you have to, you know, consider. And um, but that's the type of quarterback I would be looking for when I go to find my next franchise quarterback. Six five one six four six eight two five five six five one six four six eight two five five Viking Ventline Zolga Chip Scoggins uh, Star Tribune Sports columnist in studio with me and uh, Mark you are on Ventline how are you Mark Hey all right how about you guys Awesome Good. Yeah uh, I called before Jen I was really hard on the offensive line uh, Don't back off know. now <laughs> No no I'm not going to Good. But I upon further reflection. There's no way we can cut Riley Reef. If you cut him, who are you going to get to replace him? That's yeah. <laughs> that that is that you is know, the question. I mean, Trent Williams is, but then you're giving up draft capital. Okay, you're kind of really, you know, between a rock and a hard place. So I think Drew Samia is the kind of in-your-face mauler brawler that fits in that San Francisco mold. If he's anything, you got to put him in, plug him in at left guard. And let him go. Who's your left tackle, though? Because well, if, if O'Neal moves, people make that sound like it's very simple. That's well, not a simple and, move. And the other thing is, <clears throat> excuse me. The other thing is, these defenses now. It's not like they have just one pass rusher. They no, have them on right. both sides. So they it's like ends. you have to. Yeah. So it's like I would keep and up him the middle. There. And and he, Colin's right. Is that is it, Mark? Mark. Yeah, Mark's right. That um, if your teams are not giving up high level left tackles in free agent now, there might be. You know, some older guys that are on the you know starting that decline, sure. but I don't. You, that's what you have with Reef, and so do you want to start off with the first round pick at left tackle? 
There, listen, there's no easy. There's going to be some pain, and that and that's where we brought up. That's why I think some people are saying, "Hey, you may have to trade Stefan Diggs to try to get another first round pick, so you have extra draft capital to address some of these needs." And would you would you consider moving up to try and take a left tackle like the Thomas kid from Georgia or something like that? I personally, I would because I think just trying to do patchwork and hoping a veteran that gets cut yep. or whatever can feel that for it as a stopgap. I don't know that that's the right way to go. Mark, this could be what we like to call in the business a process. <laughs> yeah, of course it's going to be. I mean, you trade up to try to get the guy from Georgia, that's top 10. So there you yeah, go, yep. more draft capital. I, I think you really got to try to my, – my opinion is I really like Jordan Love. I know he had a down year, but he's very Mahomes-esque, and he's got all the intangibles he can sit and learn – Behind Kirk, one of his main problems is is more he, he tends to overthrow. And Kirk has so much good touch, he can learn a lot from him. I think that's a good spot to do. Trading Dalvin Cook is a, is kind of almost looking like a must. So there's some more draft capital. Diggs, I, I you know it depends on what his attitude is and what he what's going on. I'd like to hang on to him, but if if the Problem is going to keep festering. Yeah, go ahead and and pull the and you know do it. Hey Mark. I, I, yeah. Hey Mark. Wait, wait. <laughs> Thanks for the call. Okay. Talk to you later. All right. Call back. Right. This the Dalvin Cook discussion is I, I find fascinating because I think I feel like the longer this goes on, the more I'm in the minority that I, I know people say you can't pay him, you got to trade him. I'm the exact opposite. All right, see, I think you gotta. I I don't think you can pay. I him. think he's special, Jed. I bring him back next year on the last year of that contract. Yeah, I would. And I, I think you have to play hardball, probably. But I don't. But when he, but he's gonna hold out. If his agent lets him come to training camp on the last year of that contract, then I'd like to talk to him and say, "I'll represent you." Because you gotta hold out, and and then they're gonna tell me to bleep off, which is gonna upset me. So my client's not going to training camp, and I and he's gonna want big money. Yeah. <laughs> I'm open to I'm open to paying Dalvin Cook, but it's going to depend on the price. I've been. It's going to depend on the price. Because well, if he wants Zeke money, see you later. I've been well, told he wants Zeke money. That's the thing. They're, yeah. Well, they're going to look around, and and you always compare. That's what these guys do. The only thing that I would say if I was Spielman is I would say um, go on to Google and Google <laughs> Gordon comma Melvin because that's going that's going to be what happens to you. Yeah. And yeah. he didn't help himself. No. But I know why he did it. Well, yeah, because there's that position, you have a short shelf life. Six five one six four six eight two five five. Let's go to David. Hi, Di- hi. You're on uh, the Coffee Club Viking Vent Line, David. What's up? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, the left side of the offensive line again. Um, you know, I'm I'm looking at the possibility that the Vikings are going to have some you know big changes to the offensive line. But uh, is that a good idea to have too many at one time? So what I'm thinking is is just uh, play Samia right now and uh, keep Reef for now. Maybe dress left tackle next year. Well, I will say Thanks, this. David. Yes, uh, I will say. Sorry to interrupt him. I will say that at the end of uh, on Zimmer's <clears throat> last uh, press conference, he did talk about. He did say we have some guys that he, he uh, used the term redshirted this year. So I think Samia and, and yeah. Um, now. Sounds like they're high on those guys. Is are they going to be a significant upgrade? I don't know because we haven't seen them really play. But he he did mention that they're optimistic about those guys. So we'll see if if some of the um, fixes can come internally. And if it can, that's great. Then you don't have to, you know, either free agency or draft. You don't have to spend as much. 
Minnesota Twins announced it's done. Josh Donaldson, four-year deal, $92 million guaranteed, club option for 2024 when he'll be 72 years old. He's going to get $21 million per season from 2020 to 2023. The club option, $16 million for 2024, which also includes an $8 million buyout. Press conference today, 2 o'clock, Target Field. I like it. Josh Donaldson where contract. Do you, where do you bat him in the lineup, Judd? Second or third? We can discuss that. I That lineup's pretty good right I now. I think Royce said he put him second. Yeah. I mean, he's familiar with it, right? And yep. um, I, I yeah, because I, I, I like Cruz at third. The one thing I like, this means you're going to go get pitching. Because you you didn't sign a 34-year-old for 2020 to not go get pitching. No, now I think you trade some of those prospects, right? Uh, I would hope so, exactly. Is uh, Polanco or Arise your leader? Or do they keep Kepler there? I don't know I what go they Arise. Do. I don't know what they do. I go Arise. 651-646-8255. Wayne, Josh, and Josh, hang on. You'll be up next when Ventline with Zoltan and Scoggins returns. Vikings fans, your comments, questions, your thoughts. Vikings Ventline, your tweets, your calls. Mondays 10 to noon, Tuesdays through Friday 11 to noon. Vikings Ventline on Score North and scorenorth.com. Score North download time. Good late morning. I'm Manny Hill. Destination Winter St. Paul featuring the Wells Fargo Winter Skate and the Securian Financial Super Slide is open now through February 22nd at CHS Field in St. Paul. The Wells Fargo Winter Skate opens daily at 11 a.m. That means it's open right now. And the Securian Financial Super Slide is open Thursday through Sunday. For more information, visit scorenorth.com, keyword winter. And you heard it from Judd Zolgad himself at the end of the last segment on Vikings Vent Line. The Minnesota Twins, they have made it official. They have signed the bringer of rain. Josh Donaldson is officially a member of the Minnesota Twins on a four-year contract club option for 2024. And uh, it sounds like there will be a presser uh, later on this afternoon. Uh, two o'clock. Cool. Yeah, two o'clock. Target field, like. two o'clock. Yeah, so bringer of rain. It's official. He's a member of the Minnesota Twins. And that is uh, your score enough download. Thank you, Manny Hill. 651-646-8255. Viking Vent Line Coffee Club going strong until noon, at which point Score North Live takes over. It is um, uh, Chip Scoggins of the Star Tribune joining me today. Let's run through these phone calls. Let's start with Wayne. Hi, Wayne. Hi, Sports Dad. How are you? Uh, Wayne, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. It's a good day. It, it's a little bit slow sports-wise, but it, it'll pick up soon. So thank you for asking. Um, what I was wondering is how interested are you in Jalen Hearns? He's a quarterback that can run. He can uh, pass the ball. And I think that the Vikings can get a very solid RPO. And I have a feeling he's going to drop down to around 15 or 16 I'm going to hang up and listen to what you have to say. Thank you, Sports Sun. Talk to you later. Yeah. I mean, I as we talked about earlier, he is that type of quarterback that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And so Burrow's going one. I assume uh, two is going to get somebody's going to. I've seen projections where he could go as high as five to the Dolphins, but yeah. that's going to depend on how the medicals come back on his hip. Yeah, and it's that's all going to be very but even important. Yeah, and but even if it was as as we were talking about a redshirt year for him, I think he for the long term, if you know, long term play for him would be attractive. But Hurts, I, yeah, I, I like Hurts, but um, who what, do you? What are we thinking for Jalen Hurts? Third round, second round. <laughs> I bet it's all over the board with him, Manny. Mm-hmm. I, I bet there will be teams that love him and some that just... Who do you trust completely? 
Uh, Burrow, Kurt, in terms of quarterback, in terms of oh, yeah, quarterback, Burrow, I, th- I think I think Burrow, uh, I think two is going to be good. If I think two Burrow. is healthy, and I, I do think Hertz is going to be a good quarterback. Is he going to be Herbert? Um, what do you think about him? Yeah, I, I mean, I think you got to have mobility. He, you know, you you in today's NFL, you need to have kind of that ability to freelance uh-huh. and keep plays alive. Um, and, you know, I was surprised in what, that's why I think Burrow's going to be such, I think he's going to be dynamic because one, he's very accurate, but I was surprised at how athletic he is and how fast and how mobile and just being able to move and throw. Like, I think he's going to be, you know, perennial all, all pro that, I mean, I think, just think he's that good. And, and I, I do think Tua, I think he kind of has that. I hate comparing because they haven't done anything, but he he has kind of that Russell Wilson run around, can make plays. Yep. Dynamic personality. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so, Josh, thanks for holding on. You're on the Vikings Ventline Coffee Club. What's up? Let's go ahead, gentlemen. Uh, question for you. I, I've been thinking about this, and I don't know why there's not as much steam going around. The, uh, the defensive coordinator, I'm, I can't pronounce his name properly, uh, what is it, Robert uh, Saleh from uh, San Francisco. Yep. That team seems uh, ha- seems to have a lot of energy, a lot of guts, and kind of something that we need. Why isn't he in the conversation to at least consider, you know, God love Mike Zimmer, great guy, he's got a great coaching career, but, you know, maybe time to move on. And plus, uh, supposedly, this uh, uh, he, um, when I say he, I mean the defensive coordinator for the 49ers, has had um, uh, some experience with Kubiak. So why not take that under consideration? Thank you, Josh. Yeah, I, 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 I've been on record saying I, I would not make a coaching change. Now, I wouldn't give Zimmer a five-year deal, but right. I, I think if you give a, a you know one-year extension, that gives him two years. And I, I do like that. Defense coordinator, but I do also think it comes back to personnel, and they have how many first round picks on that defense. I also think if you're going to blow out Mike Zimmer, you're not going to hire another defensive coordinator. I think you're going to go pivot to the offensive that would side be of my football, guess. don't you? Correct. Yeah, that'd be my B- guess. The enemy to me is the guy that I would definitely have looked at and talked to, and, and maybe I, they do next year. But I don't think they're going to go defense defense. Like I don't think they're going to. Yeah, maybe they go be enemy next year if, if they feel like this is they're going to make a change next year. Uh, from one Josh to another Josh in Grand Forks. Hello, Josh. Hey, guys. How you doing? Great. Good. Oh, long time no call. Sorry, guys. We but, missed you. Um, it's been noted. We're uh, very upset, but thank you for calling today. <laughs> I miss you, sports dad, too. So um, just had a couple I know, points. I my kids. Yeah, go ahead. Um, basically, I don't, I don't see anything happening. I think the first thing, I think it's a two-year period we got to work on just because of Kirk's contract it's hurting us um and like you've talked about you know especially yesterday and whatnot with the aging players and just we don't have the space so I think do your best to fix the trenches in 2020 and I think we look for the quarterback in 2021 um now sports dad the only reason I thought of this guy as a QB that you might be interested in is because I know you love Carson Wentz but NDSU's got this guy, he's 6'3", 221 pounds, yeah. threw for 2,800 yards, ran for 1,100 yards, and 32 touchdowns and no interceptions. 
and he's a freshman, Trey Lance. I just was curious about your thoughts, if we could wait out, and do you think he's a viable option, or do you think he's already plateaued? Well, thanks, Josh. Yeah, I, I watched him in the championship game. That guy is phenomenal, but he has two years left. I mean, he was a true freshman this year, right? The young guy, the young guy that intrigues me as far as, and you're not going to get him because you would have to be awful to get him. The guy that intrigues me as far as being a year out is a, the kid from Clemson. Trevor oh, he's, going, he's going number one. He's yeah. going number one, but he to me is the most impressive yeah. quarterback prospect I've seen since Luck, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yep. and. I know the championship game didn't go um, great for him, but man, he's, seeing yeah. his body of work. Well, after his impressive. after his freshman year, it was a lock. Whenever he's coming out that after that junior, year, he's going to be the number one pick. I mean, there will be some serious tanking going on <laughs> this coming NFL season to get him. But the Vikings have to at some point in time they do have to pick their lot in life when when it comes to a quarterback. And the cousins they're never going to be that bad. And no, they're they're not. But if but in picking that path. The one thing that we have learned is, you know, if you do go out and get that veteran QB, now now Cousins is unusual because if you're really good, you never hit the market. You, you get sure. extended by your sure. old team. But the one thing that we have learned is you could put yourself in a in real salary cap hell mm-hmm. by signing that quarterback. And think about the luxury if you were to develop and have a young quarterback of four years of complete control and the fifth year, assuming he's a first-round pick, it's not cheap, but it's nowhere near as expensive as what a veteran quarterback costs. Well, that's you. the thing. The best scenario you can have in the NFL is to find a to draft a guy and him be good. Like get a Russell Wilson that's really good on his rookie yeah, contract. Yeah, you can sign your high level, so you can use all that money elsewhere. I mean, you're eventually gonna have to pay him in that second contract. But if you can have five years of high level performance from a guy on his rookie yield, that I mean that's that's utopia, you know. Six five one six four six eight two five five. Russ has been holding. Hi, Russ. Hey, how you guys doing? Good. Good. I love the quarterback talk. I, I do want us to draft a quarterback this year, but we can't get one in the first round. It's all we're picking, and he's going to be there. I like Jalen Hurst, but I don't think he has the accuracy, you know, yet. And the guy that I really like as a sleeper is uh, Anthony Gordon from Washington State. And I know Sage Rosenfeld was just working out with him for the Senior Bowl, and I just think that. I think he might be a guy that right now is projected to go in the fourth, the sixth round, kind of Garter Minshew. But I, I see him going in the second round, kind of like a Jimmy Garoppolo, how he moved up in the draft. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, I want to know if you guys have, have watched him, what you think. He's he's not he's a, not a boring quarterback. He's got a yeah. electric arm, the fast release. He can run. He can move. And talking about quarterbacks that can run, I mean, remember Patrick Mahomes ran a four point eight forty. So he's not a speed burner, but he's smart how he runs. And I see the same thing in Gordon. And I, I think a year of redshirt is a, is a perfect uh, situation for Gordon. And uh, I just think that he has something special and unique. And, I, you know, maybe we'll get him later in the draft, but I do think he's going to move up um, in the draft through the process, too, because he's just pretty electric. I'll hang up. Thanks, guys. Thanks, yeah, Russ. I, I can't say that I – I mean, I'm, I'm sure I watched Washington State this year, but I can't say I'd focus right. in on him. But the, the one thing that always makes you nervous there is Mike Leach's offense and they produce now – his quarterbacks have, have, you know, have done well too. Uh, but is is it system? Is it that's that's the thing you have to to figure out. Well, and can you and take that guy? Twelve defenses, and, and can you take that guy then and develop him within your system correct. to make him yeah. successful? Do you have the people to do that? But to the larger point that he was speaking to, we we talk about finding your quarterback in the future it has to be the first rounder. I guess there's nothing that says the guy can't come in the third round, can't come in the fourth round, and so. I, Russell Wilson but, did, but, but you have to be. Pretty... But I think the but I think the odds decrease pretty significantly as you go later on, and so I think I would be more inclined to 
wait a year and then just say, you know what, next year my first round pick, I'm finding a quarterback. With that quarterback too, whoever that may be, if that's the route they decide to go, how much is that how much of this is going to depend on how long Gary Kubiak well, and Clint Kubiak are going to be around? And that's that's the the larger point too, is is that if you're the Wills and you're not sure enough if to give Mike Zimmer a five year deal and you're just saying, Okay, we'll give you one more year to have two. Do you really want this regime picking the quarterback of the guy that you want to be your quarterback that's for the next con- ten years? That's a definite concern, and the development yeah. of that player, yeah. and, and, and what the, system you're going to be running, and that depends on who you get. And I do like the Kubiak system, but that being said, then if you switch, there, there's a lot of questions. This is the most interesting Viking offseason coming up here that I can recall in recent times, without a doubt. Without with with all the moving pieces and hard decisions they have to make on on players, but that's why I think there's too much uncertainty. Right now, everybody's just looking at the short term, and if you're drafting a quarterback, you cannot draft a quarterback thinking one or two years. You no. have to draft and thinking, alright, this is our guy for... And that's the, mm-hmm. that's the mindset you have, and I don't know that organizationally they're in that spot. Let's uh, go back to the phone lines. It is the vice president of the coffee club. It is John in Manhattan. Hi, John. Say hi to Chip. Good morning. Oh, we got the cars hey, going. Chipper. Hey, oh, man. Right. Our guy in Manhattan. How you doing? Good. <laughs> Good. Uh, so... I, I, I'm frustrated. Whoa! Today, what's wrong? Because I'm listening to you guys talk about this, and I think I don't want to get rid of Zimmer, but I, I wish we had a time machine. I wish we could go back a year and get rid of Anthony Barr, because I'm sitting here thinking two things. One, if you're always picking in the 20s, you're never going to be able to bottom out like the Niners did and refuel with a lot of high-round picks and then make another run. But then the flip side is, will the Patriots do it every year? And who knows, you know, what signs they're, you know, or what tapes they have and all that. But he gets rid of his guys, right? Or he gets rid of the guys yes. who, are, who are past their peak or yes. the guys who aren't going to perform at high levels. And he pays defensive backs. I think that's the one thing. So we've talked about Anthony Harris. I love... Anthony Harris, and I think he, on the backside of the defense, is one of the things that really helped this year. And it's kind of that's, I guess that's my question for you guys is, is there a way to step in, say Zimmer, you're the coach, one, two years, whatever, but if we're going to make one last run, not draft for the future, make one last run, give me your two positions you need to have on this team right now, and then let the GM take the rest of the picks for the next two years because at some point this window is going to be completely shut. Thanks, John. Yeah, the, the problem is was he at a deli or I like that the background. Oh, you can never tell where John. That's is. awesome. I should have um, asked. Sometimes he, he's he's walking by. I've heard the him when river, he's on the street. Yeah, and so it's really windy. Yeah. Sometimes I, I think he's right on the main street, and so you can hear sirens and horns. And you get jealous because you love, I know how much you love New oh, York. Oh, I love Manhattan. Yeah, yeah it's fantastic. Um, the, I'm very jealous. The problem, though, is I don't think one or two moves is going to be enough to make a run. No, I agree with you completely. And so it's not like I don't. Yeah, I'm. I'm with you there. That, that's why I think this is so intriguing. And, 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 and this and is he, not a tweak. And John's right. It's like Craig Leopold. This is not. Th- they have too many good players to bottom out to where you're picking in the top five. It's just not going to... I don't see that happening with, with the core guys they have right now. Correct. Even when you get rid of some of the older... I mean, they're just... I just don't see it. Yep. And so... Um, but I don't know that... All right. Get a new left tackle and all of a sudden you're competing with, you know, for 
a legitimate championship level. I just don't see that. And so, yeah. And you also, to go back and, to and your point, gonna, you don't see the quarterback being good enough to be a championship quarterback, but we all know he can make the playoffs, mm-hmm. and we all know that statistically he can put up some great games against bad teams. And there's a lot of bad teams. Exactly. And that's that's the problem. There are, they're good enough to be a playoff team. I think even saying that next year they're good enough because yeah. there's a, just a lot of bad, dysfunctional teams right now. I'm not going to be shocked if they win 10 games next year. I'm not going to be absolutely shocked if they win six. I'll be shocked if they win fewer than six. Yeah, I would. I would. And be I'll too. be shocked if they win fourteen. Yes, but yeah, this this is why this is so intriguing to me. Yes, and I keep going back to. I think you need to one. I think, and I, I think that's why Zimmer told everybody to get away for a week and let's come back in as detached as they can possibly be about their personnel. And I think they'll come back and say, you know what, we're turning the page on a lot of these guys. I love them. They yes. did a lot of good things for us, but we're turning the page because financially, what they're making just does not match up with the production. The frustrating thing that John said about his own frustration and where I agree with him was a year ago in March, Anthony Barr was about to sign with the Jets and got cold feet and called them, mm-hmm. and they took him back. And I think to a man and a woman in this town, a lot of people rightfully said, Really? Mm-hmm. You're really doing that? You know, if Anthony Barr was a Hall of Fame player and came back and maybe wasn't as good, you'd, you'd be like, oh, I, oh, that's too bad. But when you had so many people in this town being like, really, that's where you're going to, you're going to allocate that salary back to Anthony Barr? Mm-hmm. That was a first guess on a lot of people's parts. Sure. Adam. How are you, Adam? How are you? Good. How are you guys doing? Great. So one name that I haven't really heard brought up today, at least maybe you guys have touched on in the past, is Jake Fromm. Um, second rounder probably, you know, when it, if we had to trade back up, wouldn't cost nearly as much capital. And, I mean, he's faced Alabama, you know, LSU, those defensive fronts for the last three years. He's done it pretty well. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes, good with the ball. Um, I'm just curious what your guys' thoughts are with uh, about Jake. Yeah, it's funny. Thanks, Adam. It's funny. I think a lot of people thought he would have a better year. I think a lot of people thought he might be in that Heisman discussion this year. And, and he's right. He's he's faced, you know, the best defenses in college football, some of the best defenses, and he's played at a you know high level, put up a lot of numbers. So um, he is the reason why Josh Fields was in Ohio State. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean, caused somebody to transfer out, right? And why Joe uh, Burrow went to yeah. LSU. Yeah, yep. Greatest um, free agencies. System in all of football, right there, college football. I know. Well, I I like to be an old transfer and do all that. Gives them a little more. Oh, I do too. I just think it's a really it, it's fun to watch guys move around. But it it will be interesting to see uh-huh. if the organization, because obviously, clearly, fans. This is you know front and center on their mind. If the if the organization has the same kind of thought process. Do you draft a quarterback even if it doesn't turn out to be your quarterback of the future, do you draft a quarterback in let's say round 2 or 3 for the sake of starting the process of trying to find the guy? Cuz that's the well, other that's the other thing that you could start to do. You're saying just for the, I, if so I'm like drafting a quarterback, Fromm, I'm drafting to say hey, this is my quarterback of the future, well, not like just Jake, right, well, let's just if, take one. If Jake from where's Jake from going to fall to? What second round, round do you think? second round, second, round, second third yeah, round. third round. So let's say you get to your third round pick and he's there. Do you take him and think to yourself, let's see what we have here? I well, if I if I felt like, hey, this is a guy that 
Right. Like, let's yeah. say you like, let's say you like him, but you're not, you know, if, there, there's questions about the translation of his play. Because the Steelers did this two years in a row. Yes. The Steelers I mean, took Josh Dobbs in yeah. 2018, and then they took Mason Rudolph yeah. last year. It's a philosophy. It's, yeah. And I don't think it's probably the worst idea. Um, I guess it would depend on what I've done elsewhere or, or my plans for free agency. You know, have I made trades? Have I addressed in, you know, the first two rounds what, you know, pressing needs? Um, and then you said, you know, I can't believe Fromm's here. We love this kid. Let's do it. Yeah, I can absolutely see that. Because that's the other thing that they could start to do and trying to, to, to find. But then back to Chip's point, this also gets to be who's going to be coaching whom, how long. You know, are Mike and Rick going to now, are, are we going to find out um, in March or so that they've both been extended another year again? So Which the, the security's not there because that means nothing? Yeah, that means nothing. Just That's a severance. I mean, if Rick, if Rick is okay with trading a fifth-round pick for a punter that he's going to cut two weeks later, He's got to at least be thinking, eh, maybe I'd take a quarterback in the third or fourth round. Yeah, right? because, I mean, who are they developing yeah. at this point anyways, you know? Exactly. But then I come back to who ultimately is going to develop this but kid. I, I, is but, it going to be th- this administration, this coaching staff? Yeah, but I don't like the idea of, hey, let's just take a quarterback in the seventh round. and because that's No, no, that's I'm just, not saying right. seventh. I'm actually saying sort of high because you like him. Thompson's. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> hey, Tyler Thigpen, man, the Chiefs stole him from Chile. Chili was livid. Chip and I saw that. Chili was livid. (laughs) That's right. Those joint practices exposed Mm -hmm. Tyler Thigpen, and and now he's in Canton. (laughs) But it's just, it's going to be so intriguing to see what they do. And and the other thing, this is the first time in a long time that I I remember going into an offseason where personnel decisions and big picture decisions about this team also are not going to have to be dictated, but at least acknowledged and or made a little bit more by the people who own the team, because mm-hmm. they're the ones ultimately. I mean, Mike. If nothing else, Zim's not a kid. Yeah, like this is not a forty-five-year-old guy, and you're like, okay, we could fire him if we want, but we might keep him around for a long time. You know, Mike's what 63, 64? Mm-hmm. So, and I got to think he wants to do this for a while still. But that's not a young man, and you don't know if he's going to definitely want to. I don't know. Well, it'll be interesting to and see is Rick what kind the guy of, to make that decision. I do think they'll get some sort of extension because I, you know, the whole lame duck year. Serves nobody good. Probably a year to two each is my guess. Because they would can be always my, pay those off. That would be my guess, yeah. Teams don't care about that. Yes. The Wilfs, I'll say this. The Wilfs and the people that own the Vikings never have seemed very concerned about what they're spending on coaching staffs and things like that. No, and look at, I mean, look at all the things they've done. Support staff, the, that whole practice facility. I mean, they'll spend money if it's, you know. So I, I don't, I don't. Like I said, that's more severance than security. Let's end the coffee club on a controversial note. If you would not oh, no. touch Dalvin Cook, and, and in fact might extend Cook if Chip Scoggins was GM of the Vikings, what would you do about Stefan Diggs? I would listen to offers. And if somebody was willing to give me a first rounder, could you get a first round for him? I don't know. That's a really good question. I, I, I would I listen to offers. What's that? Might depend on the team. Yeah, I, and I, would, I never know the value of actual bodies versus draft picks because I, yeah. draft picks are, are so coveted. Sure. Yeah, and, and that I don't know. Maybe that's pie in the sky. Maybe somebody would, but, but I would say, I would definitely listen to offers. But let's say that you could work a trade with Washington and get a left tackle, for instance. Yes, if you can, if it, because the thing is, is like there's going to be pain involved if you if you're trying to go that route. Like it's not. People are not just going to give you good players for free. It's going to cost, right? So, um, it's the same thing with the Twins. It's like you're going to have, if you want a pitcher, you're going to have to give up prospects you really love. So there's to say something that PJ Fleck might say. I deem for the coming months, pain for the Vikings 
is necessary for improvement. Yes, oh, without doubt. And it, whether it's cutting players, whether it's roll that boat, trading, Scott. Yeah, roll that boat. So take that. <laughs> I would say anything would be on the table for me this offseason. Any option. But you don't want to get rid of Cook. I don't. Like your preference would be if I, would, I brought you Cook and Diggs, you would shop Diggs, keep Cook. Yes. Okay. See, that's a, and I would, I just can't pay Dalvin. And I can't do it. He doesn't stay healthy enough for my taste. Do you think Jacksonville would give the Vikings a 20th pick for Diggs? It's Jacksonville. They're about to there, hire. There's, there's, a, there's a little bit Jay of a Gruden, history of right? stupidity there. As OC? Who? Jay Gruden. Jay Gruden. Yeah, yeah. About, about to get the job in Jacksonville as their OC. Um, I think they might. I think they might. Because they have the 20th pick from the Rams from the Ramsey trade. What Chip's saying, though, and I agree with, with this here, is if I could get immediate offensive line help, I'm not going to turn it down. Very good. Not. Oh no, we're, yeah. we're, we're trying oh, well, to get Diggs a 31 year old guy who has you know is past his prime. If you are are making, as the hockey people like to say in their parlance, <laughs> a football trade. Yeah. If I'm taking Diggs to market for a left tackle, I'm getting a really good left tackle. Very good. Yeah. Thank you, Chip. All right, brother. Viking Vent Line is done. We'll be back at 11 o'clock tomorrow. As always, appreciate the calls. Chip, Manny, Declan, all say thank you, as do I. Score North Live. We'll talk plenty of Josh Donaldson. And I believe we're going to carry that press conference at 2. That's all ahead on Score North on 1500. Have a great day. Everything's getting more expensive these days. Gas, rent, and even your music. While other music services keep jacking up their prices, Live One is letting you lock in the best music membership at the best price. Live One Plus is just $3.99 per month. Get all your favorite music ad-free, along with unlimited skips and maximum audio quality. Beat inflation with the best deal in music at just $3.99 per month. Visit liveone.com slash best music to get Live One Plus now. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.